Hello and welcome to Money Life News and Views. I'm Devashish Pasa. Now, other than hardcore market participants, not too many people are aware that there has been a big crash in a very large market in the world, and that is the U.S. bond market. In the U.S., since March 2020 till now, the 10-year Treasury bond, which is really like a gold, is down by about 46%, whereas 30-year Treasury bond is down by 53%. This seems like the kind of crash that we have seen in equity markets. In 2001, the the US S&P 500 index had slumped 49%, and in 2008, about 57%. The difference is that those crashes in the equity market had happened in just a year, and here it's happened over three years. But this is really really huge the way the US bond markets have crashed. Now bond prices and yields are inversely correlated which means that if the bond prices go down yields would go up. Now on Friday last as the bond price crash continued the yield on US 30-year bond hit 5%. Now this was last seen in 2003 about 20 years ago and reflects a seven-time increase in yield from around just 0.7% in March 2020. All this has come as a shock and a surprise to the market participants and people are trying desperately to make sense of what this means and where we are headed. In early 2023, there were expectations that the US Federal Reserve, which has been increasing interest rates from March last year, are almost done with their rate increase and in fact there were expectations that rates would be cut. The world is now unfortunately realizing that Fed is in no mood to cut rates. In fact the buzzword and everybody knows this phrase is higher for longer which means the rates are going to remain higher for much longer than expected. In fact there could even be a rate high to quote Cleveland Federal Reserve Head Loretta Mester, I suspect we may well need to raise the Fed rate once more this year and then hold it for there some time as we accumulate more information on economic development. There's no question of cutting rates immediately. How does this unprecedented move in US bond markets affect us? According to orthodox investment theory, if bond if bond yields go up very sharply, automatically equity yields or equity prices have to go down to compensate. Because if people are getting about 4, 5, 6% in, in bonds, who's going to invest in equities? Now, this is something that we had seen much earlier in India. If, if, if for instance, fixed deposits and NCDs offer you 11% or 12%, would you interest in the stock market? I mean, you would demand much higher uh, what is called equity premium for it as a compensation. Now, no surprise then that the equity uh, markets in the US fell when the moment they started realizing that the concept of higher for longer. And as a result of this very, very simple idea that if bond rates keep rising, equity prices have to fall, foreigners, that is foreign institutional investors in India have been on a very major selling spree. In August, they recorded sales of 20,620 crore and in September, 26,692 crore. In October, net sales were 
8,412 the last week, just, just, just in one week. Along with rising bond yields, oil has been on the boil, as they say, leading to further pressure on equities. Now, in India, due to favorable economic conditions and also due to good fiscal management, bond prices have been steady. But on Friday plus, the 10-year yield suddenly shot up by 1.73%, the biggest one-day move last year after the Reserve Bank of India said that it's going to sell bonds to manage liquidity. In the past, what used to happen is when the US market sneezed, the, the Indian markets or the developing countries' markets co immediately caught a cold. They were very closely related. Now, as I mentioned some time ago, this is no longer the case. A very sharp fall in the or a very uh, big move in the US market may or may not mean a similar adverse move in India. Now, just notice that the 47,300 crore sales that the foreigners have made in, in two months, that's in August and September, was almost matched by 47,300 crore of buying done by domestic institutional investors. And then, of course, there are retail investors who are buying the dips, as they call it. Now, what happens next? To get a sense of where we are headed, especially in an election year that is just around the corner, we need to track three factors apart from higher bond yields, which is, of course, something very, very important. The first is global economic sluggishness. A couple of months ago, I highlighted how China's exports have fallen off the cliff. The China's domestic economy is doing badly and so is Europe. The US is struggling to control its debt and that is creating a tremendous amount of worry about people's ability to borrow. Now, India's, the global sluggishness is affecting India directly in our very poor exports and weak rupee. India is an inherently weak economy and that gets reflected in our inability to export. We are just not competitive. Now, this gloomy picture is likely to continue in future. The second factor is rising oil prices, as both Russia and OPEC both cut production. Russia wants higher prices because it wants money to fund its war with Ukraine. And OPEC, uh, led by Saudi Arabia, they want to have $500 billion to set up a new city which, uh, for which they need money. Now, oil prices rose 40% in July to September before correcting, but now due to the war in Middle East between Israel and Hamas, the prices have risen once again. $100, 95 to $100 a barrel uh, price of oil is going to be very, very disastrous for India. The third and the biggest factor which will determine the course of the economy and markets in India is India's own fiscal condition and its ability to fund the now, the, which is now the single biggest driver of the economy the massive 10 lakh crore infrastructure funding that the government has unveiled in its 23-24 budget. This money is going into water, laying water pipes, water purification, urban transportation, metro rail kind of stuff, um, flyovers. It's going into railways in a massive way, railway modernization, going into highways, is going to integrated logistics and that sort of India is on a massive infrastructure building spree and almost the entire money is coming from the government. What can put a spanner on this massive infrastructure that India is rolling out, which is unprecedented and happening for the first time in, in its history on this scale, are higher oil prices that I just described, 
poor exports which will keep putting pressure on the rupee and of course if there is any shortfall in tax collection which i talked about last time is already direct tax collections are uh, low and gst of course is keeping us going but if there is any shortfall in tax collection then all of this massive spending is going to uh, be much more difficult next year if you like what i said please share and please to subscribe thanks for watching